And welcome to another exciting episode of Movie Victory. Um, I'm me, your host as always, David Victory. Um, excited to talk to you about this movie that no one's ever seen. Um, that's right. We're bringing it to you today. Street scene. Street scene. King Vidor. King Vidor? 1931 street scene. A film yeah. that is filled with cliches and overacting and um, is based on a Pulitzer Prize winning play and goes very well it's with our last It's just the best. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's surprising. And you, we would like to think that we're so far past this point in culture, but the fact is, we're not. I'm not even sure. What Welcome to Movie Victory. <laughs> this the other voice you're hearing. This is Huey JPEG with me as always. I don't know what he was playing there. Huey uh, JPEG, Wiki Wawa. That's uh, uh, the Green Fairy Fountain um, from oh. Legend of Zelda. It's you know, really the Pan and Isis and that sort of thing. Classic. Anywho. Classic. Thank you. Um. um yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Um. Excuse me. Blow my nose. Yeah, I pick Street Scene. It's a great movie. I found it on YouTube. I discovered King Vidor during quarantine, actually, and uh, started watching more and more of his stuff, and found this one just for free on YouTube, which we'll throw up the link in the description, I guess. And just a, a treat. Just a, you know, it it's, I don't know about you, but for me, I started watching it, and it was as if I had already seen it before, somehow. Like, I'd never seen the movie. But the first time I watched it, I was like, this is startlingly familiar. It's a film that is so familiar, it's like you've, you've contacted it and you've maybe just seen it through your peripherals um, through, for some yeah, time. Yeah, in and, dreams. Yeah. Yeah, or just, it's just been playing on the, in the background. I mean, I yeah, there were so many things in it that I was just like, that is such a old phrase or an old idea. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, that there's yeah, but there's saying, also so many things where you're like, that's so on the nose. Yeah, yeah, that's you know? true too. Yeah, it seemed uh, cliche, overreacting, um, whatever you want to, you want, whatever you want to say to to indicate that. Um, but yeah, in the time that it came out, I'm sure it was fresh. I'm sure these things were fresh. Very, very fresh. <laughs> very fresh. And I just had a fresh watch. Yeah, I know. You're coming off a fresh watch. I um, just watched it. Yeah. And, I, and I'm trying to do a better job of doing uh, summaries in our episodes of the plot because oh. I feel like that's what Go ahead. I love. I think um, we shouldn't even talk about the plot. I think most people haven't seen this. I think we should just do a rating. Let's just let's just do a short episode. And uh, let's not even talk about the movie this time. No, we still just, have to uh, talk about the movie. I mean, I agree. Nah. I agree that we should um, do a short episode. I don't want to give away too much to people that haven't seen it. No, we I have to. Watch no, it no, I want I want to spoil the film. I don't want to just. Uh, this is insane. What do you? I right, mean, I, I mean, what are the, the the things that happen? I mean, because this film is. I I don't know how you feel about it, but it's just. Um, 
you are just kind of sitting at the end. You're just like, I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> like, like uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, it's a hot summer, and we get a day in the life uh, on the street. And it is such the cliche that you see people making fun of, where it's just like, ah, hot summer in, in New York. What what are we gonna do today? I, I'm just uh, which we've seen other times, and you know, of course, Spike Lee's do the right thing. There's there's yes. various examples of uh, every hot Woody Allen movie. I feel like is parodying this type of uh, street scene. Mm -hmm. um, I guess not every, but there's a lot of, I guess specifically, I guess Woody it's Allen. It's very does, much a does, New York movie, that's does, for sure. Does that thing where it's like, let's go on the streets and let's see, let's hear all these, um, what we would call bad New York accents now. But I, I don't know. I, 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 wasn't a, I wasn't alive then, I'm not going to say. Uh, but one of the the driving stories is we have a, a character who is cheating on his wife or with the cheating on his wife. Did I say she? I guess I didn't say sex, but it's a she. She's doing the classic sleeping with the milkman. And <laughs> it's just like <laughs> such a yeah. cliche. Yeah, but she's sleeping with the milkman and everyone knows it. And she's also like a bad mom. Like this is one of the things that annoys me is like she's such an unsympathetic character. Like, she, you know, she's not like she kind of I mean, I want to say that she has a good relationship with her kids, but you can't really say that because she's like uh, actively avoiding them. And then right. her, her daughter has to be like, look, you know, everybody's talking about you stepping out on dad and you're kind of making it hard for all of us here, you know. And uh, she immediately disregards what her daughter says, and then uh, dies tragically at the, in, in the end. And the and the daughter just seems kind of okay with it. Vivian, you could come down here. If you Your want. daughter does not seem okay with whatever's going on. Uh, my daughter, or <laughs> yeah, your daughter seems. What's going on over there? Uh, yeah, she's. She just came down here. She can come. I feel like my wife is always more like, oh, it's, but I, I feel like she just likes to come over and then she sits and then she runs away again. So she's fine. All right. Um, well, wh well, what do you think of the movie? Um, I mean, I thought it was fun and I like, it is fun. I like that. I saw it. It wasn't a waste of time. <laughs> um, it was, uh -huh. it was, uh, it was exactly what you said in the sense that it's like, you've seen it before cause you've seen it imitated so much. Um, but yes. it, but it's not a film that I would say is like the best version of what it's doing. Like I wouldn't be like, oh, right. Um, yeah, The Shining. That's the best version of that type of film. Or you know, you could you could you could point to films that define a genre. Or I would say the one we just did, Streetcar Named Desire. That is a genre defining mm -hmm. film that I I don't know if there's a better version of that. People have tried to right, do versions right. of that. But I don't think there's one that does it better than that. You think there is a better version of Street Scene? Oh, I think there's probably so I mean, many. Honestly, do, do, <laughs> do, the, the, right do the right thing. Do the right thing. Is that, probably a better one. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. But it, by better, do we just mean more relatable to, to our era? Well, yeah, I mean, you, know? you could say, I feel like this one is so removed culturally from, like, my taste. So, uh, yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, I mean, this I, is for baby, I mean, this is first generation Americans is the thing. Yeah, and the acting style was so different to, you know. It's hammy. Yeah, it's a very hammy. And then the character structures, which I just talked about a little bit, it's just like there's not a lot. I mean, it's kind of a straight-up morality tale, 
but at the same time, at the same time, there's a little bit more depth because you're just like, if it's it, where, where it's like, do the right thing. It's like, what is the right thing? So there is some depth uh-huh. there where you're just like, I don't know. I mean, the the dad is a jerk, you know, and he's always yelled at us. I feel like he's an actor, which I thought was a strange choice as a career because he seems like like a working tough guy, and he's just like, yeah, going to the stage. I'm gonna be, you know, I know. It's just like if I heard that right, he's an actor, but he's acting like. You know, so tough, and he's like telling his wife, "Stay in the yeah. house all day." And you know, but you gotta watch, wonder watch in like kids. 1903, is this what the streets of New York were actually like? Like, is this a representation of the past? Is this that? I mean, is it supposed is this, to be is 19? Is it supposed to be set in 1903? I guess the no, 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 no. Um, 1931. The movies when, in the 30s, and then the play is before that, obviously, right? But not a lot before that. I think the play is like 1928 or something, so it's not... Yeah, so it's a reflection of the 1920s, so 100 years ago. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's a, yeah, just about 100 years ago. Yep, that's true. Um, I don't, I don't know. Uh, but I will say that the the kids, or the, the, the daughter who is probably the person I feel the She's pressured into going out with her boss against her will, mm-hmm. and then the boss tries to make out with her, and like then it's just like, you know, let me get you an apartment, and so that you know I can keep my eye on you. And she's just like, um, you're my boss. We were working well, together. You insisted that we go to go to dinner together, you know. And she's right. just just like, I'm not, and you're married. And uh, then the du- right. the double homicide happens of her parents, and she's just like. Which womp, comes out of nowhere. Womp, womp. Kind of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. just like, how? And then the boss. I mean, is it's just really like, just like the world is chaotic. I, right, know? right. But there's a comic tone to it where it's like it's not really right. happening, even though these terrible, terrible, tragic things are happening. Um, I know. And uh, nobody really can do anything about it or escape from it. Which is now that I'm describing it, that is do the right thing. In a lot of ways, and I guess I know, I know I know he wrote that in like a short period of time. I I don't know if he had a direct influence of this film or not, but um, but I think it's a common yeah, enough. I think this idea. is one of those things yeah. where like, you remember that's that story in Waking Life where he talks about how Philip K. Dick wrote that book, uh, "Flow My Tears," the policeman had uh, really fast. You wrote it in like a weekend. Okay. And then it happened to him, mm-hmm. like he met he was in a situation from the book that was in the book he wrote in real life and then the person he picked up was the character's name and all this stuff and then it turned out it was also a book of the bible and it was the story of of uh act the book of acts is what he said um and i i wonder if this is one of those things that just happens like cyclically cyclically throughout time not in any superstitious way really but in just a uh you know culture or a certain person gets to a certain point in their life and then for whatever reason there's this recurring theme of somebody makes the movie on a hot summer about a hot summer day and how the community you know explodes because of it you know it's like a it's a strange phenomenon Oh, I don't know if it's strange. I feel like it is such a... Uh, it's the first idea anybody had who, who ever wanted to be a writer. And, and they're sitting outside. Uh, I mean, look at Rear Window and, like, how common 
of an mm -hmm. idea that is it's, they're sitting outside in a busy city like New York and they're just like, wow, look at all these interesting characters. Look at all the right, the right. New York stories. Are They're just here living on the streets. And so, you know, let me just capture those in real time. Although I mean, this, it, is a this is a very particularly American story. You know, I mean, that, that idea that you just said, that New York thing, is a very particular American of all these people having to interact. I mean, we have, I mean, there's also like bigotry and racism, especially even towards the very beginning of the movie, you know, and anti-Semitism and stuff. And so it's like, you know, it's the, it's the experiment. It's the melting pot yeah, and of that's, America. And, and like, that's what makes uh, it American is the, is the racism and the anti-Semitism. Go on. <laughs> that's right. That's <laughs> yeah. right. Uh, and it's the, it's the, the American experiment, the melting pot is what's going to happen when everyone from all over the world all go to the same country. You know, that's been the experiment for 300 years, right? Yeah. Well. Uh, and and it's gone, you know, history has not been kind. History sucks. <laughs> Honestly, history's fucked. Um, but, yeah, anyway, street scene, King Vidor. <laughs> um, the reason I, I, like I said, I discovered this movie on YouTube. Uh, I wouldn't say it blew me away, but it blew me away in the sense of almost they had like a deja vu of well like I said as soon as I started watching it I was like I feel like I've seen this before but I know I haven't and uh, likewise as you know I work at the library right uh, I found we did King Vidor's final film a little while ago Truth and Illusion right that is true before we did Scenes for a Marriage and you know, I, we, he had that whole thing about the, you know, if the tree falls in the forest, all that stuff. Uh, so apparently, King Vidor's autobiography is called A Tree is a Tree. <laughs> uh, and I found it at the library. And uh, I don't have too much time here. I think we should get to ratings. But um, I want to read this excerpt from his King Vidor's autobiography where he's talking about street scene. Um, can we actually, why don't we just summon King Vidor? I don't think he's with us anymore, but do you think we could get his ghost to possibly read the excerpt for us? Could we just do a quick seance? Sure, sure, yeah, yeah. How do you want to do the seance? Should we, like, hum? Do you want to hum? Yeah, I just, whatever, whatever the standard seance okay. procedure is, I think it's Sure, just... let's, like, maybe do some snap, we'll do some snapping, and we'll hum, like, do an ohm mm, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, okay. All right, ready? On three. Okay. Uh, three, two, one. Oh. Um. All right. I, did that work? Boys? Boys? Well, I don't, I'm don't. i hearing something, but I think that just might be... Hello, you. boys? Are you possessed right now? Because I, I feel like you're just talking in a different voice. I feel like... In the play, all the action took place on one set. The sidewalk and the facade and the New York lower middle class apartment dwelling. I quickly realized it would be a mistake to tamper with the simple form and mood of the play, and to try to transpose any of the action or scenes to the interior of the house. At the same time, I feared that the static, immobile quality of that one stoop and that one section of the sidewalk would offer little opportunity for movement. The result might prove monotonous. I avoided Mr. Samuel Goldwyn the following day while I sought for some idea that could free the camera. Then, 
I happened to see a man asleep on a grass plot near my home. On his face was a lone fly. The thought struck me. To a fly, a man's face is a place of unlimited interest. To a fly, a face has hills, mountains, tunnels, valleys, and plains. In a fly's world, one could make a western drama with all the required locations on a man's head. Why not look up at the front of the old tenement as the fly looks at the man's face? Let the camera be a fly, I said to myself. In street scene, we would never repeat a camera setup twice. If the setting couldn't change, the camera could. We would shoot up, down, across, from high, from low, from boom, from a perambulator. And we would move back and include not only the sidewalk, but the street as well. The flexibility would actually make the film more deserving of Elmer Rice's title, Street Scene. More of the street than even the play could offer. The street, the sidewalk, the facade of the building would be our arena in which all the drama could happen. With this plan of attack in mind, I readily accepted the job. Goodbye, boys. Well, I'm sorry you missed that. I don't know if you you realized, uh, but you actually just, I think, were possessed by huh? Gore Vidal. And, uh, not Gore Vidal. <laughs> Gore Vidal? <laughs> yeah. That, that, I that. love Gore Vidal. I always wanted to talk to that guy. It, 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 was, it was actually not. He seems like kind of a dick, King, but King, you know, King, I kind of wanted to talk to him. King Vidor. Oh, King Vidor, uh, not King, Gore Vidal. Yeah. I, I, I oh, that would be a fun. I, actually, that's fun. Imagine Gore Vidal having a conversation with King Vidor. That'd be a hoot. Yeah, the Vidors with different... Yeah, that could be... That could be a great time. Vidal and Vidor. Yeah. It's, it was wow. A, I, I, I know you... Yeah, I'll have to listen to that back. Yeah. I don't know if you... Yeah, you're not going to be able to comment on anything you said because you, you know, you were possessed at the time. Um, but it was he, a good movie, huh? He, yeah, he he seemed to be interested in the, sh- the, the street, uh, according to what he just said. Huh. He was just very... And the scene. He's like, I want, he's like, the title is street scene, and I need as much street as possible in the film. And he's just like, he's just looking, he's looking at the street, and he's just like, I need more street. (laughs) I love that. It is funny. Honestly, that's why he's the king. (laughs) That's why King Vidor is the king, because he, you know, he's on that level. It's funny though. Give, that, give me a street. I'm gonna film the street. You know what I mean? He's not like. He's not like. It's my dude. He's not like. You know, I saw a bird, and I was just like, man, a bird can go in, out, everywhere. He's like, I saw a fly. I mean, let's not forget his his autobiography is literally called "A Tree Is a Tree." <laughs> it's a tree is a tree. I mean, this guy calls it like it is. You know, this is no bullshit. Well, I it feel, is what it is. Like, that is his philosophy. I feel like a lot of time he's given us his first ideas. I mean, you you start with a fly. <laughs> I'm like, you could have just you could have picked a different flying animal that's maybe a little bit more elegant but isn't it funny that that he like was concerned about it and was ignoring the producer samuel goldwin (laughs) from uh and then like saw a man sleeping just like walked by and there was a fly in his face and he was like to a fly to a fly this could work wait a second the camera could be like a fly i know and it and that's true though the film does the film does 
constantly change angles. I mean, yeah. every single shot is always, it's like a Z axis. Like, it's constantly revolving different juxtapositions around the characters. It's, fa it's actually fascinating. You don't notice it at first, but once you do, you're like, whoa. I was thinking a little bit about that when watching it, just because I was just like, is he getting bored of just, like, what's going on? He's just, and I was just like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. like, hearing what he said, it, it sounds it's exactly what's happening. It's just like... That's exactly right. He's yeah. like, there's not a he lot didn't of drama. Want a static shot. Let's, let's just, you know, let's keep moving things around. Um, yeah. 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 It, That's mean, why it's constantly, like, at these crazy angles, which yeah. are beautiful. Where I mean, he's like, they're like crooked, or they're like from below, or from, you know, like you said, from, uh, they're tilted, and they're panning, and they're, it's just, the, the way he flings the camera around per shot, uh, in contrast to all the previous shots, is just, it's just really cool. He's just, the guy knows what he's doing, and he's having fun with it, you know? It actually, it reminded me of the film M a lot, and, um, oh, yeah. doing a quick search on the internet they came out on the same year 1931 so did you google the letter m i did i said when did the huh. letter m come out and um it said the letter m you have all the letter m's you'll ever need uh but yeah that's the same year 1931 it's interesting because i was i was just thinking about huh. the uh camera work and i thought that this the camera work on this was um very similar to the camera work that m is often credited as innovating so um Anyway, it's funny. When I just googled the letter M, it, it came up. The first thing that came up is ASAP Rocky's M's and apostrophe M apostrophe money sign dollar sign. Uh, maybe that'll be the outro music. Yeah, that's a good idea. Anyway, we hit twenty minutes. We're at twenty two, twenty two. Yeah, we should finish. Two thousand twenty two. We should finish. Uh, so yeah, your, what's up? What's the so's your old man you is uh, the only other thing I wanted to bring up, and uh, that's why I started mm -hmm. with the little music man as the intro music, because in that mm -hmm. that epic song Trouble, which I loved as a young man, um, one of the lines is like when he's giving examples of how the kids are becoming bad. You know, it, the pool table is obviously the big thing mm -hmm. that he focuses on the song, but one of the things he says is like, "Do your kids come home saying things like swell and?" So's your old man, and I always just thought, so's your old man, <laughs> you know, and so's your old uh, man is, for the listeners, you probably know this, so is your old man, which is the, kind of the equivalent to your mama, and I don't think I've ever seen huh. a movie do a so's your old man seriously. <laughs> this film, yeah, yeah. there was a so's your old man. You know, and it was yep. delivered just like... So it's one of the first Your Mama jokes. It, it really ever. is. Because it's not, as opposed to Your Mama, it's like you're, like, basically, so is your dad. Like, whatever the insult right. is. Right, it's saying like, your daddy. It, yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's like, yeah. That's uh, funny. I wonder how, I wonder how long, I wonder if it's Googleable. how long has the term motherfucker existed? Because it's such a taboo phrase, but we throw it around like it's nobody's business. It's, you know? it's old. I can tell you actually that Etymology. That, that Netflix did a cursing um, television show that Nicolas Cage um, uh -huh. um, actually hosted, and they talk about that word, and it is an huh. old word. Uh, but it only became taboo later, if I remember right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> 
you you probably you probably know that Canterbury Tales has like some of the most offensive terms in it, um, but but in the time period it was pretty normal. Uh, but yeah, mm -hmm. that's just that's just language for you. Yep. Wow. Uh, actually, according to Wikipedia, it says that motherfucker didn't start till the fifties. Uh, but it was implied in your mama jokes in by as early as the 1920s. Well, I was it's actually not that old. Well, I was talking about the word fuck uh, in general. Oh, yeah, no, the word fuck. Yeah, no, I'm talking about specifically the term motherfucker. Okay. Which we see thrown around, you know, in... in uh, so the term... You know, okay. Corin cor cor Tarantino movies. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that yeah. idea, though, has been used before. Oh, yeah. Before. Well, I mean, Oedipus, yeah. right? Yeah, even though Oedipus so. is not, did not, in fact, have an Oedipus complex, which I always think is interesting. Yeah, that's the irony. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, all right, let's wrap this up. What's your rating? rating? What do you think of this movie? Rating? It's a tough one to rate uh, because I think it is worth watching. I would recommend it uh, to go watch. Um, I don't think it is, like I said earlier, like the best version of this type of film. Um I think there are not a movie victory. Not yeah, it's Sorry. not a movie victory for me, um, but it's. I think I would put it up there. I don't know if it's quite an M, but uh, for historical context and to kind of see where these ideas come from, and then also yeah, like like you already talked about. Also I, working with what he's got, the kind of the kind of like having this like paltry play. To, well, to, well, the, that someone wants him to adapt, and he's like, "How can I make this interesting for myself?" Well, would we you know, have on a technical level? Right. I mean, the camera work is really interesting, and uh, we've done a lot of these these plays where it's like Virginia Woolf. I would say does something similar. Um, so does Streetcar uh -huh. Named Desire. Um, but it's yeah, it's not. I don't think yeah, it's not like a star for me. I guess I am deciding. I'm like, I think it's still a plus, though, um, just because it is interesting enough. And um, it is kind of a morality tale, even though there are such clear good guys and bad guys, except, I guess, the the uh, daughter is the, Rose, I guess, is the, the best good guy. Uh, I, uh -huh. Yeah, I don't know. It's a tough, it's a tough call to me. I, I think I'm going to give it a um, an equals colon... Uh, eyebrow raise so um that's gonna be huh. my, my official rating interesting yeah okay yeah you know what but it, i mean it really is a plus i'll just you know cross that out just yeah, yeah leave, i think leave it there but just yeah. put a slash i'd be it. curious what the science has to say yeah the science i mean this it's it's uh scientifically it's got more going for it than i think just my um my eyeball review um which i always get sure sure um so, this is ratings. Oh god, I hate ratings. Um, it's Which is a, why we do a rating podcast. This is gonna, yeah, this is gonna be a tough. Well, it's why we have the scientific systems because we don't like ratings. Um, right. I think um, you know it's tough for a couple of different reasons. For all the reasons we talked about, it, and also because I've never seen this movie while sober. Uh, I just can't sit through it. Got to be honest, and. The only way I can sit through it is with drink or drug. Uh, and let me tell you, I have a great time every time I do it. But 
it loses me about halfway through and like I don't even remember why the murder happens. I'm always confused midway through and like wait, I, I wasn't paying attention again. It's I've seen, I've watched, so simple. I've sat through this movie I've watched I, I've sat through this movie plot. four times. I've sat through this movie he, four times and I do his, not understand he it. He catches his wife cheating on him and he kills both of the people. Like that's it. Like Oh, don't tell me. That's don't it. ruin the movie for <laughs> me. You've seen it twice. Don't ruin the movie. <laughs> right. I've seen it four times. I've seen it four I've times. Seen it four like times. I'm serious, like that there's not that much going on. Like everybody like basically the the woman is cheating on the husband with the milkman, the uh -huh. classic cheating, everybody knows. Yeah. And they're like they're flagrant about it. And one of the other characters even says it's like Mark my words, he's, they're both going to get shot if he ever, that husband ever finds out, you know. And then at the end of the movie, after the daughter's like, hey, mom, everybody, you know, is talking about you running around on dad. And, you know, it's kind of ruining our entire family's reputation in the neighborhood. So maybe could you stop? And the, and the mom's like, oh, okay. And then as soon as the daughter leaves, the mom's like, sees the milkman's like, yeah, let's go upstairs. And then the dad, who was going to go away on business as an actor, runs back and he catches him. And then we just hear, bam, bam. And then he runs out. And then there's a police chase because everybody's like looking for the dad who eventually dies too. And so, <laughs> so, so it's, a pretty, it's a pretty sad, terrible end, ending to the film. Uh, wow. um, well, thanks for ruining it for everyone that's listening. Jeez. Uh, yeah, I, d I don't think we've ever on this show have indicated that we are a spoiler-free show. I feel like we constantly okay. spoil everything. I don't... I don't All right. I think well, let me it, tell you, it, it's a my almost, rating... It's a, almost a hundred-year-old film. I'm just... I think it's absurd that you didn't understand the plot. I mean, it, it is such a I don't. simple plot. I, well, because I, I get so... I get so fucking zooted yeah. by the middle of the movie that I'm like completely you know blacked out or K-holder like dissociated and I'm just like this is so great I love this movie and I'm not processing the plot anymore I'm just looking at the purely the images as, as you're seeing scenes of like men trying to like sexually uh, abuse women or like anti-semitic I mean because that's what this film is filled with a what? Uh, I don't remember that. Oh, really? You don't remember the scene where the guy who's also anti-Semitic like tries to like physically like? Grab I remember the anti-Semitic stuff at the beginning of the movie because by the beginning of the movie, I'm not that high yet. Oh well, the guy. So there's a, also a scene where the the guy that's Jewish comes out to kind of protect the girl who is the daughter that comes uh -huh. home with the boss. But before okay. that happens, uh, another guy like basically is like doesn't let her pass and like tries to like. Physically, you know, Yikes. yeah, and then the honestly, guy the thing I out. paid attention to, the thing I paid attention to the most, uh, you watched it on YouTube also, right? Yeah, I watched did it you put, on my computer. You know, old did you school. put the YouTube subtitles on? Um, probably, yeah, I probably they probably okay, were on. because they are they are hilariously bad. Uh, yeah, like they are not accurate, and so most of the time I was like kind of giggling and like i could hear what they were saying but i most of the movie this this watch i was just like taking screenshots of these hilarious okay. youtube subtitles that were completely off and i also noticed like whenever children spoke they didn't have subtitles like the ai robot couldn't pick it up because their voices were too high high pitched i guess uh and like adults would start talking and the subtitles would come back in um so that's i really only paid attention to the subtitles of this film and, and the images. And I they, wasn't. I wasn't really in. in and they weren't I wasn't accurate. here for the plot. And they weren't. Even <laughs> wasn't here for the story. Yeah, 
I was more just amused by how wrong all the YouTube auto-generated subtitles were, and there were, and the and the black and white photography was great. That's what I was here for. There were some things so, where I would say the plot doesn't really matter, but arguably this is yeah. something that is completely plot focused. <laughs> okay. You know, uh, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna just say let's just table this. I'm gonna say agree to disagree. Uh, or, my official rating or disagree to for, agree. Go ahead, official rating. Yeah, let's disagree to agree. <laughs> And my official rating for King Vidor's Street Scene 1931. It's gotta be an infinity. Because not only not only has this movie been, as we talked about, remade in so many ways about, you know, one hot day in the summer and how it messes with everybody. Also, I feel like no matter how many times I watch it, I'm never gonna get it. There's not that much I'm going ne- on. Like, I can watch this in- I can watch this movie infinitely. And I, as long as I just keep just staying high as shit, uh, I'm just going to love it. I'm going to love it completely on the surface for what it is, and I don't even need the story. Now, I could put it on mute, and I would still love this movie. Did you know that the play is like another hour? Or, I mean, this... I'm, oh, I would never go see this play in my life. This, I would never. I saw that... I would never. On YouTube, there was like a recording of the play, and it was like a little over two hours, so... Yeah, uh, no I, thank you. I, I mean... They could have recorded the exhibition. It is such a perfect this is, play. Like, I, just it's what you yeah, imagine yeah. A as play a play. play. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is what people who don't like plays thinks that plays are. Yeah. Exactly. Like, oh, know. I bet it's a um, bunch of people talking on the street. Yeah, and they're all sassy, and they don't just want to say in response to each other. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's that. No, I would never go see this play in a million years. <laughs> but. uh but I think this is like the you know the opposite of you know we talk about sometimes like somebody has a really good piece of material a really good play or a book and then the adaptation kind of sucks like you know the classic the book is better than the movie right I think this is just the opposite where the movie is clearly better than the play right like the play like King Vidor was given this mediocre piece of thing I did win the Uh, Pulitzer apparently at the time, yeah, because it was relevant at the time. Okay, I should. Uh, to be fair to the person that wrote it, at the time, you were fucking riding the wave, man. You nailed it. Uh, and, it's a, and there are still it's, it's a lot a of things story. about. Like I don't know yeah, yeah. how you could perform but, I mean, it. The tone could be very dark. I still think that there's. It says a lot of things about, like the American experiment, you know, globalism and everyone coming together and having to interact and you know dealing with everyone else's differences all that kind of stuff it has a lot to say on that thing it's just dated in such a way that it needs to be re-updated every few decades this kind of story you know uh but yeah so that's why it's an infinity to me is that this story could be retold through the generations uh and each iteration is probably better and better that's why it's an infinity but my, my question, David, is what does the science have to say? Um, yeah, the science um, gives it a, a plus slash half a star. Um, what interesting rating. Huh. Um, yeah, there's a lot going for this. Which, which half? Is it the left half or the right half of the star? Um, it's actually the center of the star, and so it's exactly half huh. of the center of the star, and it's just in the middle. Um, so, cool. so it's it looks actually just like a circle. So um, you could just say this is a plus circle. 
Okay. Or a plus okay. or a plus sun. It's um, fair. A plus ball would probably work too. You've been updating the the algorithms, huh? You've been updating the system. I, I felt to like adapt there need, to this kind of yeah. There needed to be because it had some kinks. Exactly. Last season there were some kinks in the in the science that you had to figure out. Right. I wanted to show more uh, gray areas, and this is a good case because um, it is black and white. Because the movie's gray. Yeah. It's in black and white. It's yeah. a black and white film, yeah. which we know scientifically always gets a lot of um, extra attention. Um, Typically, it gets a better rating. Yeah, yeah um, unless it's a new, newer Francis Ford Coppola movie, then it goes down a little bit in, in that case. Um, but it, but anyway, so yeah. Um, but it's like I said, it's not probably the best version of what it is, um, and it is that right. kind of thing where it's not something. But I, I don't know. It, maybe times will change. But I do think something like. Uh, Streetcar Named Desire that we just saw, or uh, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf is another one. Like those are like genre-defining films. Uh, where this is not so much, I would say that there are better versions of this. Um, but at the same time, this is a really well-made film. Um, a lot going for it. Uh, very watchable. <laughs> I would say yeah, I was able to watch this watchable. perfectly sober and um, followed the plot and was semi-interested in what was going to happen, even though I was surprised with how, like, <laughs> like simple the story was, where it's like they, they hint at, oh, the, the husband's going to come home and kill him, and then that just happens, which was just like I expected, really? I expected more, you know, than that. that yeah, yeah. I missed that part. Yeah, that's... <laughs> that's what that's all that happens like they basically they they introduce that like it's well the i like the first half better than the second half i'll tell you that much they introduce that idea like in the first five minutes of the film and then that's what happens no. in the, at the end yeah yeah really yeah very early on huh. one of the other characters says um one of these days because they're all gossiping about her and then the, the guy's like yeah, yeah. the guy's like one of these days um he's gonna come home and kill him and then that's what happens. I mean, that's that's a topic for the we could have talked about, which is the power of gossip, which we got into a little bit with Streetcar, but this this one I think oh, takes it to its you know this was logical conclusion. A very classic gossip, but at the same time, I mean, it was literally what. But was like you happening. say, it's a morality tale. Yeah. I mean, gossip. It, part of the morality tale is not just about the murder and stuff, uh, the crime of passion, but rather. Uh, Gossip is bad. The gossip didn't actually <laughs> being have transparent and honest have much of an effect. The though. gossip has an impact. It has an impact. Well, actually, the it affects the 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 atmosphere and the the minds of everyone around. I mean, sure, that but, sort of thing. But it would be lends itself to it happening. But know? it would be one thing if the gossip was the reason that the guy knew. That's what I'm saying. Like he just happens, oh, yeah. like comes home. Like there there is not a suggestion yeah, yeah. that he. Um, has grown suspicious because of the gossip specifically. Even That's true. The, even but the, what if, I mean, sometimes sometimes these things are just in the air. You know, I mean, if enough people are talking about it, people can, another reference to Waking Life, uh, people can pick up on them, you know. Uh, if enough people are, and we all have that, that sort of sense, that like eighth sense of, you know, you can, you can feel if somebody's looking at you behind your back, you can... Uh, you can sort of sense if two people across the room are talking at, about you, you know. Um, there, gossip has this sort of weird, uh, 
I don't want to say power, but uh, weird ability to, you know, divert your attention. Uh, so I would say it's possible. Maybe not probable, but it's possible that all these people in the neighborhood gossiping at all times about this couple and this guy uh, is actually, you know, it's in the air and it's sort of provoking that guy towards that particular destiny, you know? I mean, this. But that's neither here nor there. This is another I think that's film. why this film's an infinity. This is another film where they're showing that gossip is accurate, you know, which is also like. Uh, uh, no, I think gossip manifested it. In, I think gossip. I think. I think if they gossip about something different, the film would have gone much differently. I mean, I think it was. I think going this on is, a, this is an idea of gossiping about it. Okay. Okay. Not the murder certainly didn't go on before they gossiped about it. Oh, in Rear Window. Uh. You think they manifested? What? I guess I'm. I'm confused. Oh, you're talking about the murder. Well, I mean, I'm talking about street scene, the movie that we're talking oh, about. Oh, street scene. I mean, the murder. I guess. I mean, it was a prediction. I don't know if it was like a gossip. It's just like person's just like oh i don't think, I think you understand what gossip is gossip. gossip is literally any two people talking about someone else who's not there period i, I don't is, think you understand what is gossip is why Especially i don't know why when, you keep bringing it up when it's not even okay all right are we done talking about this film do you want to go on more yep. about how gossip is somehow related i don't know how it's not <laughs> okay what are you talking about the whole movie is about gossip Okay, I would say it's about a little bit something else. Not No, gossip is not always accurate because the telephone game is inevitable bullshit and people add their own spin to it and their own perspective. That's why gossip sucks. But in this and, film... And why transparency and honesty is important. What they talk about does happen. It's not an exaggeration. Um, yeah, because when a bunch of people are all thinking the same thing, that affects your reality. I'm saying, like, if it, this was a criticism about gossip, then the things that they said would be untrue. Like... White Christmas. No, you're example, not. For example, when the woman gets involved in gossip, she negatively affects the storyline. Um, it's showing uh -huh. how gossip is bad. This film does not do that. Um, well, let's just disagree to agree. All right, all right sounds good. Um, all right. So yeah, uh, that's it. This has been a episode of Movie Victory. It's over. Next week we're t we're doing. Week, um, we're doing. Um, oh yeah, what's your pick? We're doing Macbeth. We're doing Macbeth. The new one? Yeah. The Coen Brothers? Yeah. We've yeah. been talking cool. about it forever. We've been talking about it forever. Um, yeah. All right. Um, yeah. So um, that's coming so, up next um, week. So that's coming All up right. next week. All right. Are you playing music? Are you playing music? Yes. All right. I've stopped. What's this I see? Niggas trying to act like cheese. Got ASAP, got Fergie with me, it's a new day, no black eyed peas. That's that shit, mm hmm, mm hmm, yeah, that's that shit. We ain't got no fly, no, we got so Motherfucker better blast that shit. Niggas with the folks, 